welcome to the 3W In Vino Fabulum Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. We're here coming at you with In Vino Fabulum, that means in wine story. We're coming at you with a vignette with a little story about women or wine that we want to talk about today. So this is a space to talk about issues, maybe topics, maybe questions that we get from any and all of you. If you have a question you want to send us in, invinofabulum at gmail.com or at 3wedu, let us know what we should talk about, about women, wine, or other on the podcast. So in today's short vignette, the mini-sode, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves online and um, how do you filter or not filter. So... Um, the question is, how do you own it online? And we're going to talk about the No Filter podcast series offered from the Note to Self podcast, uh, hosted by Manoush Zamarodi on WNYC. Patrice has not heard these yet, so I am um, just bringing this to her as a, a resource to share. But it's uh, for those of you who know me, know that I love Manoush. I'm a big fangirl, and I've read her book, Bored and Brilliant, which I recommend as a read for 3WED listeners. But what I found interesting about the No Filter series, uh, Note to Self partnered with The Cut magazine to talk about why women need no filter and how they are really owning it online. Because I really wanted to know how are we and how are you portraying yourself online and what does it mean to be a woman who's online today and representing themselves? So I thought I'd bring that to our conversation today. Yeah, I'm really glad that you did. I think that a lot of women filter themselves without realizing that they filter themselves because I, you know, it's become such a part of our daily lives, constantly assessing how people are perceiving you. We've talked about like how you dress the color nail polish you wear, uh, you know, the the tone of your mm-hmm. voice. And so that transcends into the online and whether, you, you know, we are actually filtering ourselves or not. Yeah, like they talk about the crack if you're on a podcast even, like, and your voice goes, are you reaching like this? Or do you mm-hmm. have a high pitch? Or um, there's always some other assumption or layer that gets put in to how we put ourselves in media. So it could be images, video, audio, or written word. Uh, the tagline for this series is why the internet is a giant mind beep for women. So in the series, uh, Manoush interviewed and met with everyone from Erica Joy Baker, who's a coder, programmer, uh, the We Code program, to Lele Pons, an Instagram star, to Trace Lizette from an actor from Transparent. Um, she was amazing to hear about her story and coming up. Amy Sherald, who designed and drafted and created uh, Michelle Obama's portrait, Christine Amanampour, CNN, Barbara Kruger, an artist, Jasmine Lawson, Stella Bootbeef, that's also from The Cut. It was just interesting that they each kind of shared and asked questions around um, how they're portraying themselves and how are we owning it online as women uh, that are representing different types of women in different areas and work and what does it mean essentially to represent what you do and who you are online and I've been thinking about this for a while and I've been trying to think are we trying to live our best lives or are we curating some of this and do I do that and how do I do that Hmm. yeah that's that's an interesting question I think that in many ways 
it gives women more of a voice, you know, as far as being able to share their opinions or, you know, we've talked um, in other situations about the amplification of women. You know, if you're at a meeting, other how other women can help amplify you. But in some cases, when you're online, if you if you uh, post something, it's a space where other women and men can help amplify that message and really maybe bring it up to a, a larger conversation that you might not otherwise have been able to have. Yeah, and I, I worry about it because I think I've been thinking about um, the upcoming generation and are they always thinking about comparing themselves or projecting something into the world or performing online and um, how am I being, I guess, my best self and representing, you know, not every day is a great day and how do you share that in a way that not everything's an ideal picture or post or uh, video or comments. And I think some realness needs to come out. And I I do enjoy some of our conversations because we're honest about, we don't know, we're learning, we're trying to figure it out and that's okay. And I think um, Barbara Kruger talked about that thing about questioning the things because we're now acting as a performative way online. And she talked a little bit about, Um, Is the online a reflection of who we are and where we come from? Or are we trying to show something that we're not? And maybe it's the indicators of who we are in the world or what life we're living or what we want to do or what we love. But in some ways, she talks about the online as performance. And she is an artist who actually isn't online at all, but has created memes. And we'll put some links in the notes here that you can go see her work that look like the first memes on black and white with word text over them. before internet, the internet had memes, of course. So I try to think about that, and also um, representation looks different at different ages. Whether you're a 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old, or above um, person, a woman online, I think it looks different, and you maybe care more or less. Uh, yeah, and I think that that's a it's a big issue for women of any age, but I know. With the with the younger younger generation, you know, I've heard, for example, if you post a picture on Instagram and it gets less than a hundred likes, then you need to delete it because that's you know you don't want somebody to know that you posted something that got less than a hundred likes. Uh, so that was surprising to me when I heard that because you know I'll post something and if it gets two likes or fifty likes, you know that that doesn't necessarily impact me. But I do see, and I think this spans across generations, the the perception that everybody else is either having more fun than you or doing things that are um, advancing their career more than you. And I think, like you said, in some cases, what people are posting is the perception they want others to have of their lives, whether it's intentional or not. But it when you're in that online space, it does, I think it does increase that, um, that comparison issue. Yeah. And I, I think I really thought of it. I heard, um, on this American life that an episode where before they even posted to whether it's Instagram or Twitter, mainly it was Instagram, they'd have to get their, um, it's almost like they had to peer review their pictures they're going to put up on Instagram to say, is this post worthy enough? And Mm -hmm. I never had that. And I, grateful and thankful I grew up in a time where I could make mistakes in private and they they didn't go documented they weren't archived and they weren't digitized um and I never had to think that way and I I think it's just a different 
time that uh, we have women growing up and I don't think we show enough examples of whether it's failing, it's falling, it's uh, doing something that's a mistake online and owning it is there. So I try to think about that a little bit as I work on things or if I blog about something, I have to say, I'm, I'm still learning about this or I'm not sure about this or I messed up. And I think giving some more examples of beyond the positive performance, it doesn't have to be a negative thing, but it has to be a, a real lens of, yay, this isn't always easy and I'm, I'm still working on it. And I try, I'm trying to think about that a little bit more from what I've been, after listening to this, like no filter and thinking about, as I think about the digital life, um, what does it mean? And what am I actually putting out there? Is it a full picture of me? And do I want that? And some people don't always have that privilege to do that. And I think about that as well. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, we we talk a lot in our uh, work lives about failing forward and creating safe spaces to take a risk and the importance of sharing stories about failure. So I like that idea. I think a lot of people are hesitant, but I like that idea of also sharing your failures online to let other people know it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes and learn from them and move forward. Yeah, I really like the the one academic who posted the CVs of grants not accepted or mm-hmm. jobs not uh, t- jobs applied for and not gotten, and it gives a bigger picture of what I guess we don't see behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. and maybe I like um, I do like um, podcasts that probably talk about things behind pulling back the curtains to a work or a life or experience because it, it gives more realness to it that it's not always easy and. I think when it comes to women, there's so many complexities and nuances that um, we need to keep these conversations about being online as a woman alive. And this goes beyond the hashtag Me Too movement. It goes into what's it really like for you in a world that's not been fully created by you. It's been created by a Silicon Valley of probably white, um, majority white uh, males. Yes, and that that brings up a whole other topic of discussion of who's creating these platforms and who are the primary contributors to these platforms. We're gonna we'll, we'll put a pin in that one for later, but I think yes. that's something we should yes. we should definitely come back to because it's not always yeah. our choices and um, the request to represent yourself, whether you're comfortable to do in certain ways or you mm-hmm. want to share certain information or data about yourself. That's not always everyone's way. So it's not about necessarily even the filter, but the decisions you get to make, I guess, in those spaces mm. or platforms. Yeah. And, you know, when I when I think of filtering, you know, we talked a little bit about maybe the importance of not filtering and sharing stories of failure and such. But in some cases, I think it's important to filter. And I, I think of that more with some of the images that – uh, I mean, women across age groups probably post, but I think um, of some of the younger generations, and that they don't really think about the the images that they're posting or the things that they're posting, and that these things have a life of forever. Absolutely. And I also think, uh, I know that Patrice and I have talked about this off the pod, just 
we represent some women who are doing some phenomenal things, but we're going to have hopefully future stories to share about women who've had some struggle and they, they may not share who they are, but they're going to give you stories on it's not always okay. And how do you deal with something when you don't know how to deal? And maybe it wasn't a public episode. Um, maybe it was, wasn't something they really wanted to talk about out loud. So we're going to have some stories hopefully coming up in the next few episodes that are going to talk about maybe some realness that didn't happen that didn't get posted online and didn't feel comfortable with putting out there about themselves, about their work or about their experiences and things they struggled with. So um, we also welcome those who want to share anonymous stories. As we talk about filtering, uh, we recognize not everyone's voice needs to have publicness. And we really would welcome anyone who'd like to share a narrative, a story, an experience that they've had um, and they just haven't known how to deal with it or they dealt with it in a private way, but they like to share with others. So it gives other people examples because you're right. Sometimes you have to filter and it doesn't have to always be a public mm-hmm. thing online. And we respect that and want to honor that as well. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, one of the things that I find really interesting is sometimes you get those uh, Facebook posts of like what you posted like seven years ago. And how back then it might be like, I'm like at the grocery store shopping or, you know, I'm stressing out about having to submit this thing for my class, you know, and how much what, what, how we perceive social media and how we use those online spaces to share about ourselves. It's really changed a lot. Mm -hmm. I think so. And I, I, I like you think that there's some opportunities to share, I think, more in-depth narratives, some challenges, and some issues that maybe we haven't quite figured out, but maybe we can have a chat about it for a bit and mm. see what, and put it out there into the world and see what the ether says about that as well. And I think for a lot of people, it's really created support networks they otherwise would not have. You know, I've seen a lot of situations where people that are struggling mm-hmm. with um, the loss of a loved one or mm. some type of medical issue are, you know, actually able to, I mean, they really, um, don't filter, you know, and share exactly what they're going through. And I think that can be beneficial to other people that are going through the same thing. You know, sometimes you feel like I'm the only one or I'm the only mm. one feeling like this, so I don't want to share this. And so having that space and seeing somebody else share that experience can actually be beneficial to a lot of people. I appreciate that. And I also appreciate that Lucky, your dog has some empathy as well. She does. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to know when she can share her struggles online. You know, soon enough we'll have a dog pod. Uh, we'll work on that one. Lucky. I promise. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're going to leave this for now. I'm going to recommend the no filter podcast series. There's about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight episodes. You can listen to them at your own leisure, about a half hour or so. Um, I think they're pretty great. And I thank The Cut and Note to Self for putting this together and pulling in a broader conversation because it's not that simple. And it's uh, an issue that I think we're going to have to continue to talk about and dialogue about. And we welcome others who want to have a conversation about that if they want to. Yes. So until next time, we'll catch you soon. Cheers all.